Okay, everyone, welcome in. This is Coach V. We're here for the new year of PNTT. Um, yeah, welcome into the new year. I'm excited to see what this year has for us. So uh, we're going to start off with the St. Uh, Paul's group, the Scots Tots. So <laughs> if you're, yeah, usually we name it after a player, but this player is uh, Lewis Scott. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you're an office fan, um, you'll get it. If not, just uh, YouTube Scott's Tots and uh, enjoy um, about 10 minutes of cringeworthiness. Um, so let's start off with the St. Paul Saints. They brought in the 414 class, replacing the 3654 class. They lose three of their big scorers and Lewis Scott, Chandler Harris, um, or not Chandler Harris, Lewis Scott, Cameron Webb, Drew Ramos. This team was a solid team last year, um, made it to the P PNTT playoffs and lost to Duluth, and they bring in three, I mean, three uh, wings that can just play. Um, you were on one of them in Gerald Gonzalez, so you know him well. You've talked to him. You've talked to his family. Um, <laughs> how do you how do you think he'll do on this team? You think he's the point guard? Or... Uh, point guard, I don't know, but I think he's the starter. If we're if we're looking at Scott being the only senior that graduated, and then two bench scorers. Um, it looks like Blue replaced basically exactly what he lost. He brought back in. So I think mm -hmm. we're looking at this team being really good again. And yeah. if I had to pick the three freshmen, which one gets plugged into that starting role for Scott, I think uh, GG, Gerald Gonzalez, I think he's going to be the guy just looking at his shooting splits. Yeah. There's a lot of upside for that to translate to a, a pretty good shooting guard. Yeah, and I could see Peyton Sandoval – going to the bench too potentially i'm not sure if blue likes a pass first point guard but um he's not the most inspiring of players he can play he can defend he can pass but you know when you got guys like taylor ewing um it's like you want to get guys like that in uh you yeah, shooting so. percentages are really puzzling though uh, yeah it's, it's pretty poor for a guy who actually put up 22 points a game and looks like his team was above 500, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But if you take out the threes, he's shooting uh, 7.1 out of um, 14. So over 50% from two. So that's at least encouraging if you just – he shot a lot of threes in yeah, uh, yeah, high school. Yeah, his yeah high school that might coach. be the secret to him is – uh, set that those threes down low. Yeah. Yeah. I think his high school coach just didn't really care. And he's like, just shoot. Like, I don't care. You're our best player. Shoot as much as you want. And, uh, you know, it, it's fun. You know, it's cool when they go in, but, um, you know, yeah. So, uh, let's move on. Next team. We got the, sorry, we got the Charlotte Sand Sharks, the, uh, the runner-up from last year, they brought yeah. the 34-33 class, replacing the 155-113 class. They only really lose – so, let's see. They, they lose James Goff and uh, Michael Preston. Not amazing uh, recruiting rankings on those players, but it's hard when you get that height. And they brought in some height. Um, yeah. Asad Hill looks like a – just like an amazing scorer. Zachary Matthews. Looks like they broke a tie on him, a seven-footer. So those two look like they fit really well in there and 
can even give more than Goff and uh, Preston could have, I think. I, I agree. I think just looking at him real quickly, this is a team that might have just gotten a little better. Um, it's, it's tough to gauge what those seniors were bringing last year as the post players. Obviously, they played pretty well if this team made it to the championship game. Mm-hmm. But the talent-wise, I think you got to like what they just brought in and even a yeah. little bit more hype. So this is a, yeah. a team to watch, I think. Yeah, Sod Hill's really interesting. He had 59.9% true shooting percentage. This was a clear lead for um, Coach uh, JBSD Nut. Um, and uh, he, he is one of the guys I was thinking of going after. He said he maxed him after um, – after the first week, so got him up to 49, and uh, he's, I think he was, like, um, scouted excellent fares all around, and then excellent intelligence, none athleticism, so one of those guys, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits on the, in their team. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what this team looks like. Let's look the, at the next team. The rebounding, right. just the rebounding on these freshmen for Charlotte is pretty nuts. Close to, yeah. two of them are at four offensive rebounds a game. And then Colton mm-hmm. Ross at three point six. That that's just a that's a good group. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's look at the next team. Um, we have Plainview, the Butt Sniffers, uh, coming in. They brought in the fifty sixty five class, replacing the forty seven thirty three class. Lose a guy like Gabriel Loveless that you yeah. rely so much on. That's really hard. Um, you know these guys; they're not Loveless. You know. They're, they're solid players. They're part of a good class. It looks like uh, Hand and Jenkins can both defend um, decently well, can mm-hmm. pass decently well, or at least Jenkins um, can pass decently well. Uh, Hand's more of a scorer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're not Gabriel Loveless, and that's going to be a tough spot to fill. Totally. That's a little bit of a – our last two teams basically brought in exactly what they needed in their new freshman class. This class seems solid, but it doesn't match the production they got from Loveless. So this is going to be a much different look, but sniffers team this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, they might not know what to sniff. I don't, you know, yeah, the, you look at this lineup and you're, you got to wonder where the scoring production is going to come from. And this is a team with a great track record, so I, I think you got to trust them to to fill the shoes of Loveless. But uh, as an outsider here, I don't immediately see it. Yeah, and Jack Frazier only played five minutes last game, but he did have very good shooting splits. Fifty-seven yeah. percent um, um, from the field, forty-four from three, sixty-two true shooting, seventeen point five per thirty. So you'd have to think he would step up a little bit. Um, yep. Hopefully Curtis Johnson kind of comes into his role a little more too. Yeah, Frazier looks like, uh, you know, the guy to probably step in there, and he's got he looks like he's got the potential to really increase the scoring there. Good catch. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's look at the last team. Let's look at Huntsville. Huntsville brings in the one eleven one thirty four class, replacing the twenty nine thirty eight class. But no start, no starters. Um, yeah, left. So that's always nice. Um, but you lose Michael Gotzi, Eric McNeil. So last year this team was a PTT team, but they bring back all their starters, and then they bring in some height. Um, 
with uh, Nicholas Hartman and Landon Corbett. If I if I remember right, uh, Hartman was a tie. I think that they won. Um, is that right? I guess I would probably know more than you would. Would I? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know his name. I remember Corbett. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Hartman looks like you know that defending. Big man that can pass, kind of do it all, and then score. But he didn't put up horrible numbers shooting. So uh, other than from the free throw line, so um, he should be interesting. I could see him. I mean, they needed some height. They were playing a six-six guy at power forward last year, and Andrew Sutton, Parker Perro was. I mean, just getting a six-nine and a six-ten guy is really helpful, especially ones that can both pass, defend, and rebound. Totally. I, th- I think if I'm remembering right, Huntsville was a team whose recruit rankings were very, you know, very high, very favorable last year. Expectations were that they'd be one of the more solid teams in the PNTT. And then they really struggled. And uh, that 12 and 12 record, they landed in the PTT. So the, they had the recruit rankings, but something was a little off. So maybe bringing yeah. in some height this year, the class isn't quite as highly ranked. But you got to hope that maybe the chemistry will be better this year. Skylar Stewart's real interesting, that 6'5 center. So we really have no clue what he's made of. Yeah. But his, his shooting, I mean, it looks all right. He doesn't shoot from outside very well. But he might be a, you know, one of those hidden gem type players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how can, how can the coach get the most out of this team? Um, you know, he's got some – He's got some opportunities. He's got uh, Wooster, Nashville um, on the out-of-conference schedule, so those aren't unbeatable teams for sure. Um, yeah, let's uh, look at this group as a whole. Um, yeah, who do you like to win? I feel like it's probably going to come down to St. Paul and Charlotte. Yeah, I agree with that. I I like the other two teams. I think this is going to be a, a strong group. Um, mm-hmm. But I think when you look at St. Paul and Charlotte, you might be talking about two of the best teams in the nation. Yeah. Um, I mean, last year they were, and I think they replaced what they lost well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, it's going to come down to those two. I yeah. might give the uh, – my gut is to give the edge to St. Paul, even though Charlotte had a bunch of NTC, NTT success last year. Um, okay. Yeah, I think St. Paul does have a tougher schedule in the uh, out-of-conference with Manassas, uh, Fremont, and Duluth. Those are some tough games. Yeah, good call. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you win them, and uh, you win one of those games, and or two of those, and you feel pretty good. Charlotte does have Bloomington, Scottsdale, and Frankfurt, so those are no pushovers by any means. But um, Those are really tough ones, too, I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Charlotte – Charlotte is set up better to um, be able to figure out their lineup right away because they have two big men that slot right into the spots that um, their seniors left. But um, and, but St. Paul might have more talent, and uh, they just have to figure out, okay, how is this actually going to look for us? Yeah, I so. agree. I'm looking over the rosters again now. I might be changing my mind. I might start leaning a little bit towards Charlotte, but I think this is going to be one of the the more interesting uh, races to watch in this group. I think these are really good teams. Yeah. As far as players to watch, I really like, you know, Chandler Harris, Matthew Crockett, Edgar Young, 
the two seniors coming back. Edgar uh, looks like he could be, uh, you know, take the bump up to a 20-point-per-game guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he, you know, he's got great handles for them as well. I, I think he could be a name to watch in this tournament. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we talked about Jenkins a little bit. I'm interested to see um, if he gets the starting bump, and if he does, what does he look like? Um, yeah, and then uh, I like the big men that Huntsville brought in too. So those guys will be interesting. It'll also be interesting to see if Stephen Weidel can take another step. Cool. Well, we're going to end it there. And yeah, um, we'll be back and try and do another group. Sounds good. Thanks, Kyle.